Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 280 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and all that good shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on blog talk radio happy new year Woohoo! happy new year my magical friends how are you how are you since we are now in the season of new year resolutions and the annual life planning frenzy <laughs> i thought it might be a good idea to just have a moment Just take a moment for ourselves here to chill the F out. And I know you feel like you might have already done that over the holidays and now it's like time to get busy. But I have to say, I'm I'm in a privileged position doing what I do. I talk to a lot of people. I'm connected with a lot of people on social media. And I have noticed a trend that's been happening for a couple of weeks now with my friends and my coaching clients and people I've just gotten to know behind the scenes here. A theme that I do not want to contribute to. (laughs) And it is this kind of like long list of all the things that one person wants to change or accomplish in the new year. I don't know why, I don't know if this is an annual trend or if this is just the energy happening right now, but it's something that keeps coming up again and again and again. I keep talking with people about this and I feel like if that's a trend that I am seeing behind the scenes and then just with my friends in my life, it probably is bigger than that. It's probably reflective of what's going on in the general public. So I thought I would address that here today. Uh, because I feel like we can drive ourselves nuts a little bit doing that. And and perfectly, perfectly, when I was making my breakfast this morning, perfect timing, I saw a video that cracked me up. And as far as I know, this woman doesn't normally make funny videos. She has a show where she interviews thought leaders and business people primarily, but but this morning she was full of it and it was so funny. It was kind of like a J.P. Sears style video that she made. Her name is Kelsey Humphreys, K-E-L-S-E-Y, Kelsey Humphreys. I'm not going to do it justice. I'll try to tell you like how the video went. It was like a little short four minute video and she starts off talking about it's the new year and I'm here to give us a, a, a pep talk, a pep talk. And really like it's all about the planner, the planners right now. Right. So instead of buying what I'm doing, instead of buying 
one planner, I'm buying 15 planners so that I can track all of my meal planning, my shopping list, my blog ideas, my core desired feelings, my priorities. There's a giant section for my faith because my faith is really important to me and I'm tracking my goals. I'm tracking my child's sleep patterns. I'm tracking my dog's bowel movements, all of my monthly goals, my daily goals, my annual goals, my goals hour by hour. <laughs> and uh, she's like, and I have a solution. I have a solution. Um, it's called the Live Live Planner 2018 something. I'm totally not being funny right now, but I'm trying to give you like the, the frenetic energy of this video. <laughs> She's like, and the Live Live Planner 2018 comes with its own backpack. There's stickers, there's markers, there's a zipper patch pouch, there's a zipper pouch, there's a ruler, there's tabs, there's folders. There's a, a pen holder, a placeholder, a self-worth holder. And uh, the part that cracked me up is um, she has a backpack on <laughs> at this point because she's like, it comes with its own backpack. And besides uh, having a place to track your water, the water is included in the planner. And then your planner alerts you. It's just like a small shock to remind you that it's time to drink the water according to the settings that you set on January 1st, which can never be changed. And if you don't listen to the planner when you're supposed to drink water, it will just start leaking on you because you deserve to be punished. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I'm picking up on for sure. And maybe I did contribute to it talking about being a planner nerd for the month of November, that was a theme, and then I kind of carried over a little bit into December. But uh, yeah, I don't want to contribute to that culture. I hope what I'm sharing makes, helps cut through the noise of that. So I feel, since we're at the beginning of January right now, even if you're listening to this in the middle of the year or at the end of the year, if you're going back and you just found this episode randomly, maybe you need this. I don't know. But let's just all take a moment to regroup. So I'm going to say we should do a little exercise where we just, just take your hand, place your hand. If you're driving, you only need one hand. <laughs> Actually, don't listen to me. I don't want you to get into a car crash. <laughs> maybe save this for when you get home. But place your hand, an open hand, against your chest with some pressure. Put your hand on your chest. <sighs> and just breathe. And feel your hand on your chest. Where are you now? Who are you right now? Not who do you want to be, but who are you? What are you feeling right now? And where is that feeling taking up residency in your body? Can you find the feeling? Where is it hanging out? And then once you locate it, <sighs> I'm going to breathe too. I'm going to breathe with you. <laughs> once you locate it, what message does it have for you? Our feelings are messengers. But when we get really busy, we don't get the message. So what feeling, what message does that feeling have for you? And can you be there for that? Can you receive that message? 
Got it? Do you have the message? <laughs> Did you receive the message? Cool. Okay, so now I have another question for you. What is working in your life now? What is working? What are you doing right? And there's a pause for a reason. I really want you to answer this. What is working in your life right now? What are you doing right? Okay, so just be there. Be where you are because that is all that is right now. That is what's going on. Despite the mental circus that sometimes gets going between your ears, especially when staring down a new calendar year, that's just noise. That chaotic choir of all the things, all the things, all the things you should do, have, and be. Should you really? Says who? There's a difference, you know, between the desires of the should beast. Let's call it the should beast. There's a difference between the desires of the should beast and the desires of your soul. And no, oh, excuse me, the desire of your soul. The should beast has many, 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 many desires, but your soul has one. What does your soul desire now? Can you get present to that? Can you tune in to that authentic desire? No, you cannot. Not if the should beast has anything to say about it. <laughs> the should beast actually has one clear desire too, but it is hidden, cleverly, necessarily hidden beneath its ever-revolving, hyper-relentless list of shoulds. You should lose weight. You should drink more water. You should double your income. You should set up your Instagram account and start rocking it on Instagram and learn all of the hashtags. You should learn a new language. You should read more to your kids. You should be a sexier partner. You should throw out all your old jeans and hang one aspirational, skinny, pair of new jeans on the back of your closet for motivation. You should eat more greens. You should call your sister more. You should sleep more, sleep less, eat less, watch less TV, read more, run more, give more, write more, <laughs> more, 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 or less. Just stop being so you, okay? And get with the program, you loser. <laughs> the should beast, in case, in, in case you're not getting what I'm saying, the should beast is a jerk. The should Beast is a jerk, and its one clear desire is to make you feel like you will never be good enough so that you will always keep trying to be good enough. And then the should beast can go on shooting you for the rest of your life, which is what gives it life. It's a bottom feeder. It's feeding on your bottom. It is keeping you there in panic, in fear, in lack, so that it'll always have a tasty snack. Whereas your soul's desire, however it presents itself, it will present itself in different ways at different times in your life. But when what it all boils down to, your soul's desire is simply to love. Your soul wants to expand and grow, but always into love and at a gentle, grounded pace. And it's really easy to tell the difference between the voice or the desires of the should beast and the voice of your soul. 
One makes you feel like you are on an emotional roller coaster, swinging from the highest manic highs to the lowest of the crash and burn lows. And the other feels like peace. So true to the the title of this episode, the number one key to success is to stop freaking yourself out. And that starts with knowing the difference between the should beast and the soul. And keep in mind too that I love magic. Magic as in creating change in conformity with your will, right? I love change. I love transformation. I love setting new goals. And if you listen to this show, you know I'm a big old planner nerd. I love my planner, but I'm here today to tell you that if you are using your planner to beat yourself up with a long list of shoulds, you are probably better off just throwing it in the trash. I really mean that. And I love my planner. (laughs) In the next newsletter that I send out, which will be, I don't know, a couple days from now, later on in this week, I'm going to share with you a podcast that I created exclusively for my patrons on Patreon a few weeks ago. I would like to share it with everyone, but within the context of what I am saying here today. So uh, I will be sharing that with you because I get a lot of requests, you know, about being a planner nerd and how to optimize your time and stuff like that. Uh, But I want to make sure that I'm not contributing to the should beasts of the world. (laughs) I don't want to. So just if I, if you get my newsletter and you get that podcast, please listen to that with this in mind. Don't let it overwhelm me. And please believe me when I say that not only will you be more effective if you pick just one thing at a time to change or improve about your situation, one thing. One. I The second you say that to somebody, when they're like, I've got all these things, they immediately start arguing with you. But um, I have found like uh, with my coaching practice, for example, people get to decide what they what their goals are. I'm not there to, to tell them what they should do. I'm not I'm not a should beast. OK, <laughs> uh, you know, but I gently ask questions and and try to guide them into empowering themselves. If I suggest that they narrow it down to one thing, I usually get a lot of pushback and then I end up hearing from them six months or a year later, six months from then (laughs) or a year later going, ah, I'm not getting anything done. Why? Ah, I'm trying to do too many things. And, and, And it all comes back to this. It's because it sounds counterintuitive. But picking one thing at a time is a much faster way to get done what you're trying to get done. Not only will you be more effective, you will be more peaceful and calm and you will feel like you can breathe and that will make change, the changes you're trying to make, that will make it more sustainable. And here's the good news. The sensation, not that that's not good news, that's all good news, but here's more good news. The sensation of winning uh, that you will get from creating a change that you can actually sustain and breathe through, that feeling will translate into momentum. 
into the momentum you need to then move on to the next goal. And even if you only move at a one goal per month pace, which is the pace I highly recommend, you will still have 12 wins at the end of the year. And and that's if your soul is extra freaky, I think. <laughs> that's if, if you're really checking in with your soul and like, what is next? What is the next right move? What is the next right step for me? Uh, if, you, if, if that turns out to be one new change a year or a month, excuse me, um, that's, that's pretty intense because then you really do have 12 accomplished goals at the end of the year, 12 changes made, but really keep checking in with your soul, not the soul beast to see if you even need to make a change or set another goal because your soul might surprise you. Your soul might be like, nah, we're good here. Let's enjoy this for a moment. Stranger things have happened, my planner nerd friends. <laughs> and it's okay to reach a plateau and actually enjoy hanging out there for a while, to take in the view, to integrate all the lessons that you acquired and the climb it took to get to that plateau, and then to regroup before the next climb. And to not even know what the next climb is because you're so in the groove with your nice new plateau. I feel like plateau has a bad rap. You know, we say like, oh, I've plateaued in my business. Huh? And I feel stuck. You know, a plateau is a plateau for a reason. First of all, there's a beautiful view to enjoy. It's another level that you've reached. Why not enjoy that level before moving on to the next and 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 you don't even enjoy the journey along the way because you're so busy climbing, 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 climbing only to find there is no, where are you climbing to? Because <laughs> every time you reach a goal, if you're just on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, you're not really enjoying your life. And I would say that is that you have a heavy duty should be like riding on your back and weighing you down and making you miss the view. So if you can just chill when you hit a plateau and be like, this is where I'm supposed to be and trust that the next soul desire will happen when it needs to happen. That's not something I need to make happen. That's a natural progression because my soul is here to expand into love and to grow so I can just trust that that's going to happen. So I'm just going to chill here for a minute and take a breath. And then when a genuine soul desire, a loving desire, a desire for expansion bubbles up from your core, you will be refreshed and recharged and centered and strong and ready to get going on that. And then when you are in that place, if you're in that place right now and you're like, oh, but I'm ready to go. I'm good to go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I, I got my goal. I got my one goal and I'm going to crush it. Also, too, just let me recommend one small incremental daily action at a time. Baby steps. I am a big fan of baby steps. And I have really found in my own life that the best way to get anywhere fast is to go slow. <laughs> it sounds, that doesn't make any sense at first, right? The best way to go fast is to go slow. Uh, it sounds so counterintuitive, but it's not. Incremental change on a daily level has 
over time, the stunning effect of compound growth. It's kind of like compound interest with your money. It's compound interest with your growth. It may feel like you're not making much progress at first or even for a few weeks into the process. And then all of a sudden it's like, pow, (laughs) pow, an amazing opportunity lands in your lap. Or you have a really powerful, amazing growth spurt. I love this analogy that T. Harv Ecker, T. Harv Ecker, what a name. I love this analogy that I heard him share once during a speech, and I may have even mentioned it here when I first when I first heard it because that's how I roll. I get excited about something and I like to share it. I hope I can I can do this correctly from memory. <laughs> it's about bamboo, and he talks about the way that bamboo grows. I have not researched bamboo, so if you're a bamboo expert and you're like, that's not how bamboo grows, blame T. Harvecker. I learned this from him. Uh, I believe he was comparing bamboo to corn and how if you plant corn seeds, for example, you will just get an immediate payoff. It's like whoosh, it like shoots right up, you're, you know, and you're like instant crop. It's super exciting. You get to watch it happen and you plant the bamboo right next to it and nothing happens, nothing. And a year later, like, Nothing, even though you're like watering it and tending to it, nothing, nothing happens. Two years later, literally nothing, nothing is happening. You can see no growth, nothing. And the corn is just like, woohoo, corn for everybody. Uh, Three years later, nothing. Four years later, nothing. Five years, five years after you plant the bamboo seeds, You just wake up one day and all of a sudden there is like a 20 foot tall bamboo shoot or or a whole forest of them, depending on how many seeds you plant. And it's towering over all the corn. It's huge. And after like five years of nothing happening, all of a sudden there's this huge explosion of growth. And that is because... It wasn't not growing for those five years. You just couldn't see it because it was growing down. It was growing its roots. It was growing its foundation. And it was digging in and creating structures for huge, sustainable growth, sudden growth that will last. And what's really interesting about bamboo is it's very, very flexible and hardy. And if there's a big wind, it bends in the wind. It's very groovy and cool like that. Whereas like corn, like the first wind that comes along and it's like, it's over, right? Bamboo is, uh, gosh, it's very sustainable and strong to use as a a product as well. So um, that's to me the difference between like should beasts is like running around like corn for everybody, corn for everybody. <laughs> and then the first storm that comes along, it's like flattened. Uh, whereas soul growth is more like the bamboo. And you're building these strong, strong foundations, deep, 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 deep into the ground, deep roots so that you can have a structure that lasts. And I really love that. I still have, a bajillion questions from you all. That questionnaire that I sent out, I did a, a Q&A 
Uh, I'll answer one question that just popped into my head off the top of my head, and then we will wrap this up, okay? <laughs> um, but let me just say, to wrap this up before I answer that question, be like the bamboo, my friends, and don't let the should beast have its way with you. <laughs> don't let the should beast plan your day. Don't let it do it. Plan from a soulful place. So the reason this question is popping into my head right now is because the lovely Queen Erin actually sent me outside of that questionnaire an email asking me about why or how, both I guess, uh, why and how I don't use the internet on my phone. And I'm thinking of that now because I'm thinking about being a planner nerd and trying to do all the things, all the things, all the things, all the things, and how the most productive thing you can do is one thing at a time. So I have multiple goals that I've been working on for years, and I have multiple areas of my life that I have to manage because, hello, I'm a human person, I'm a mom, I'm in charge of this old falling apart house that I have to keep as nice as possible. I run my own business. I have coaching clients. I have programs that I run. And then just all the normal life stuff. I'm trying to work out all of that. But I do one thing at a time. And because I work online, when I'm done working, I shut my computer and I'm done working. That's my time to spend with my son or that's my time to work on my house, or that's my time to exercise, or whatever the one thing is that I am doing. So I don't put my my anything, any internet on my phone, because I do not want a little ding to happen when I get an email. And I don't want the temptation to go on and post something on Instagram. If I have to Instagram, I have to ask my son to borrow his iPad. <laughs> And I do it in batches, you know, I, I take a picture, I post it on Instagram, and then I sit there and catch up with my friends and see what they've been doing, and it takes like 15 minutes, and then I'm done with it. It's not like all day, you know, like Instagram all day long, Twitter all day long, Facebook all day long, emails all day long. That's why I don't want to have that kind of life, and I made this decision a very long time ago, and it's just one that's been reinforced for me again and again and again, especially when I'm with friends and they're like constantly checking their phone. <laughs> even my even my family, like my parents, my mom, you know, she'll be like, oh, look at look at this on Facebook. And I'm like, what are you doing? We're at lunch right now. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? You have a live human being in front of you right now. It really was a business decision for me at first because of what I just said. All of my business is on the internet. So when I'm done working, I don't have an office that I leave. So for me, the end, you know, if I'm not working, the end of my workday is just shutting my laptop and moving on. And then I know it's not on my phone. How I do it, it's really quite easy. It's because it, it makes my life easy. I'm happy to do it. I don't have to make the effort to do it. It's super easy for me. It's just a decision that I made. And uh, I started out that way. So it wasn't a habit that I had to break. So I don't know if that's bad news for you because you're like, ah, but I'm so internet addicted. <laughs> I will say one thing that I've done 
is because people try to send me links all the time, like friends and family. I have a limited number of people in my phone. I have my coaching clients, I have my friends, and I have my family. But people will try to text me links like, look at this video or look at this website. And I always just say, I don't use the internet on my phone. I've been saying this for years, but they still try. But I have a plan now, a phone plan, where I literally cannot use the internet on on my phone. It's $50 a month. It's like the cheapest phone uh, plan that you can have. <laughs> and so I literally cannot, even if I'm tempted to look at a video, I, I can't do it. They're going to have to email, email it to me. And once I started telling people like, look, this is the plan that I have. I literally cannot look at that because they'll argue with you. They'll be like, oh, come on, just open it this one time. Don't be so crazy, you know? And it's like, but no, I literally can't. I'm, I'm, my plan won't allow me then they'll just start emailing this stuff. And they start doing it less because they don't want to go over and email you. So it really cuts down on the trivial stuff that you probably don't need to see. <laughs> so that's it. That's that's what I do. I love it. I don't foresee that changing anytime in the near future or even beyond that. I'm very, very happy not having the internet on my phone. So if that helps any of you out, I'm happy to share that tip with you. Until we meet again, be like bamboo, my friends. Don't let the should beast plan your day, plan your life. Lead with soul. Much love to you. Peace.